we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 28th, 2011. Next article is was sent to me by a listener, Jennifer, and it's entitled, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the 221.11 edition Time Magazine cover, 2045, the year man becomes immortal. And <clears throat> she says, I was in Borders today, the, I believe it's a bookstore, and saw this on the stand on my way to check out, and I knew that I had to read the story. I've never bought a Time Magazine before, but I just had to read this article. I have attached a Word document with some of my findings, which is kind of what we're going to be going over. <clears throat> Please use this article in my notes any way you see fit. God bless, and thanks so much for what you do for the body of Christ, Jennifer. And then she gave a link for a copy of the full online article. Some of the comments are interesting. Um, she made she made some more pertinent comments, or, or copied and pasted some out of this actual article. And that's what we're going to be going over. <clears throat> the actual Time Magazine cover, you'll see a picture of it on the PDF for... 228-2011 on contendingfortruth.com and it's Time Magazine 2045, The Year Man Becomes Immortal and it shows this picture of this albino I guess it's man bald no no hair at all I mean all you're seeing is the back of its skull evidently with a <clears throat> computer interface wire it's like a steel braided really highly nice steel-braided cable with, like, this interface that actually literally plugs into the back of their neck, like your computer. Kind of like, I think, on the Matrix, where they had those things that they plugged them into. It's kind of like that. So it's a little more streamlined version. And then it's got a light on the back of his neck that's green and glowing. <clears throat> and... What is this implying heavily? Well, trans, transgenic, transhumanism, transgenics, whatever you want to call it, the merging of man and machine in order to supposedly become immortal. So, going back to Jennifer's comments, okay, this article is very long, so I went through and highlighted things that stuck out to me. Now, again, this very much is in um, confirming what we just read about, you know, Lady Gaga, and then the previous article, uh, even before that, uh, Tom Horn's article, his lead story. <clears throat> so, okay, this article is very long. I went through and highlighted things that struck out stuck out to me. I wrote the article's actual notes in blue, so you can basically tell what my commentary is and what is strictly taken from the article. So, as I will as I will put this on the internet, the <clears throat> article quotes will be in kind of like a light blue, and then her quotes will be in black, so you can kind of separate the two. Basically, this technologist, Raymond Kurzweil, is suggesting that we can create super-artificial intelligent computers that would then become... that would then become to create even more supercomputers, and thus mankind would be changed forever. <clears throat> so a little on Kurzweil. This is the man that the article's about. He's an engineer and inventor. He founded and sold his first software company when he was still working at MIT. He holds 39 patents, 19 honorary doctorates, and in 1999, Bill Clinton awarded him the National Medal of Technology. <clears throat> he has published works, one of the best 
of which is a bestseller, is called The Singularity is Near. And the other is called The Transcendent Man. Bill Gates referred to him as, quote, the best person I know at predicting the future of artificial intelligence. Bill Gates said this. The article states, quote, maybe we'll merge with them to become super-intelligent cyborgs, meaning maybe we'll merge with computers to become super-intelligent cyborgs. And again, if you've ever seen that one episode on Star Trek where they have the Borg, or there's several evidently, and they have those square ships, and it's totally a blending of man and machine for the hive mind. And everybody is literally interconnected together uh, through computer interfaces, and it's all shared knowledge. There's no individualistic thinking or thought. It's just shared uh, hive mind knowledge. And this is where they would love to move us toward. <coughs> Excuse me. So, <clears throat> using computers to extend our intellectual abilities, in other words, by um, blending man and machine, we'll be using computers to extend our intellectual inabilities the same way that cars and planes extend our physical abilities. Maybe the artificial intelligence, which is known as AI, that's when you see AI, it stands for artificial intelligence, uh, will help us to treat the effects of old age, prolong our lifespans indefinitely. Maybe we'll scan our consciousness into computers and live inside them as software forever, virtually. Maybe the computers will turn on humanity and annihilate us. Well, I'm sorry, but the computer's not to be is going to be able to contain someone's soul, which after they die either goes to heaven or hell. So this is a gigantic total lie from the pit of hell that we could scan our our uh, <clears throat> intelligence, our consciousness, into a computer and live there in some kind of virtual world. As the Bible says, it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. You don't just get to go to virtual computer land and live your life out. You know What about when somebody pulls the plug on the computer or wipes the hard drive? Where do you go then? You know It's, it's just a lie. And <clears throat> there's been a show recently terrible show called Caprica where they do this very thing in there. Uh, the clips I've seen of it show them actually being able to take a, um, a person when they die and as soon as they die they're, they're transferred into this virtual world supposedly. And these ones that are doing this are the monotheists. These are the ones that just worship one God. They're the real evil ones of Caprica. The ones that worship multiple gods, they're, and, and the, the true pagans are the ones that are the good guys. But the ones that worship one God, and it's not the God of the Bible by any stretch of the imagination. It's essentially their own um, version of a goddess. <clears throat> they, um, If they die in service of their goddess then they, they've figured it out now that they can actually go to this virtual world as soon as um, they die, and, and they'll live in this virtual bliss and this com- perfect computer land forever. The whole show is really uh, structured in that, where they take the souls of people that have died on Earth, whether it be their daughter or their dad or whoever, and they transform them into this virtual world. And you can go visit them as a human. You put on these glasses, and they so they take you into this virtual world, and you can go interact with your dearly departed loved ones. And the whole show revolves around that. 
And they have their whole religions based on this. Gets so bad that I, I, I believe the clip I saw for uh, next season, the one main lady that um, is the head of the monotheist, she is actually going to be, it shows her preaching. She's in all these flowing clerical gar- gown. She's up there preaching and it pans out to the audience and it's literally all robots. Robots. I'm not lying. Because they're going to have the same rights, privileges, and it'll get to the point where artificial intelligence, via robots, will have the same rights and privileges and be on the same level playing field as a human being. And she's preaching to them a message of salvation to the robots. (laughs) Again, total insanity. But this is what we're dealing with. This is the brainwashing that's taking place. I'm not making this up. This is just one of the many sci-fi shows that are on right now that are there to condition the masses to accept this and to demonize anybody that would dare worship one God and and to throw them in this... I mean, you can't help but hate them the way they portray them, but it's not the God of the Bible. It's, It's their God of their own making. And the pagans are the ones that are viewed as the good guys, you know. Uh, horrific show. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> this is what we're getting here, and, and it totally confirms. When I read this, I said, yeah, I've just seen some clips of this very same thing. So you're getting it in a Time magazine, you're getting it from sci-fi, you're getting it from Hollywood, you're getting it in various magazines and publications and on a lot of different levels. There's a lot of money being spent on this, obviously, behind closed doors in order to bring this about. So, uh, he says, maybe we'll scan our consciousness into computers and live inside them as software forever virtually. Maybe the computers will turn on humanity and annihilate us. Oh, bummer. I hate when that happens. Happened to me last week, actually, you know, that whole scenario. The computers turned on me and annihilated me. I mean... God's not going to let this happen. Okay? This is where Satan would like to bring things, but it's not going to get that far. <clears throat> this transformation has one name. The singularity. When you see that, you know it's a high-level, new age, new world order, coming age of Aquarius buzzword. Okay? Just like sustainable living and these types of buzzwords that we'll see. The singularity, that's the word. And maybe it's new to you, but it's nothing new. There is a three-year-old singularity university, which is hosted by NASA. Oh, they would never do anything wrong, NASA. Uh, I, I could do a whole, probably a ten-part study on how wicked NASA is, and how what a bunch of liars they are. <clears throat> it's hosted by NASA and Google. Oh, Google would never do anything. I mean, they're, just, they're linked up with the CIA, just like Facebook, right? I mean, we've, we've went over that many, many times. They're just data mining. Well, who else but NASA and Google are putting on, they have a three-year-old um, Singularity University. They're the founding sponsors. It is said, quote, it will be the most important thing to happen to human beings since the invention of language. Well, yeah, I mean, I would say if you start merging man and machine together, I mean, talk about not producing after your own kind. Talk about tinkering with God's creation. You know, it's one thing to genetically modify their DNA. Now now we're actually merging 
something that doesn't even have, I mean, any kind of, we're, we're merging two totally different things. One that is non-living with one that is living. You're taking a living life form as a human being and merging it with a machine that doesn't have a soul or a spirit. Might have some demons and devils attached to it, though. Probably will, in this case. Like a cursed object, you know, being put into your body. Yeah, I just kind of wonder what devils and demons you're adopting into yourself when you start to merge yourself with man and machine. And you're not fully human anymore. You're, as they refer to, post-human. You're not fully human. Well, when when is it? What line is it that you cross over as far as becoming post-human where you can't even get saved anymore? Well, you're not even fully human. Your, 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 your thought interfaces are being influenced by some machine or some implant or some whatever. Where is it that you cross the line when... You cannot be saved. Maybe that's the reason why Satan's pushing this so hard. Because he doesn't want people to even have the opportunity to be saved. He, he doesn't want them to have that at all. He wants them to be automatons, literally robots that do his bidding. That are not capable of free will, individualistic thought. And if they do have thoughts that are out of line, they'll just be, you know, Punished. <clears throat> Going further, so Jennifer comments here, this struck out to me for one thing. Anytime NASA and Google is involved in anything, the devil is behind it. Yeah, I agree. And when the article mentions language, I thought of uh, Babel, like the Tower of Babel, and how with one language, men were going to build the Tower of Babel to reach the heavens, basically to try to become gods. Very well put. And we get, and we we mentioned those the verses in the Tower of Babel, I believe it was the last teaching, the teaching before that, where we got into that. Kurzweil believes that, quote, the technological progress happens exponentially and estimates that computers will be capable capable of human intelligence by twenty forty five. Ah, I think they've already got that capability. To a certain extent. If he's announcing that it'll be capable by twenty forty five Generally, I've heard that, you know, typically what the the um, government releases to us, they're usually 30 years ahead. Uh, I believe that if we're not there already, we're right on the cusp of it. And I really do believe that this technology has fallen angelic. <clears throat> Just like in Noah's day. I think that's what we're dealing with here. But he's, they're saying technology happens exponentially. It's, it's multiplying at a breakneck speed, in other words. It's, it's, um, technology has done in the last, I don't know, 80 years what we weren't able to accomplish previously in the last, probably you started Noah's Flood and go forward. We were able to, in like the last 80 years, go so much far greater beyond anything we've done in the previous thousands of years. That's exponential. That's what that word means. It's, it's like this huge um, technological advancements that are taking place at just breakneck speed. So, Jennifer comments, there's something about this date, 2045. We know that the men behind the scenes of the affairs 
of the world are looking forward to 2012, as this marks the ushering in of the age of Aquarius. Well, 2045 is exactly 33 years from that date, 33, like the 33rd degree Freemason, which is a highly occultic, uh, significant number. That's a good point. Going back to the article, it says, a quote from Time Magazine, in addition to Singularity University, which Kurtzwell co-founded, there's also a Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence based in San Francisco. San Francisco just seems to have every wicked thing that you could possibly have. It just seems like First Church of Satan started there, you know. 1966, May 1st, on Beltane, Anton LaVey started it. You had the Presidio there, and uh, Michael Aquino, and oh my word, then the gay movement out there. There's just so much wickedness in San Francisco. <clears throat> so, it go, going back to the article, it says, It counts among its advisors Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, a former CEO of PayPal, and an early investor in Facebook. Here we go with Facebook again, and... The Institute has an annual summit, and even though artificial intelligence is the main event, other fields are covered, like, um, take a guess, genetics. So they're doing, there's a lot of really high-level, heavy-hitter type of people with probably, I would dare say, billions of dollars behind them, doing a lot of research in this area. At the 2010 summit, the second most discussed topic was life extension. With AI, artificial intelligence, death becomes a solvable problem. Quoting from the article, it says, old age becomes an illness like any other. And what do you do with illnesses? You cure them. And again, it does it does harken back to the Tower of Babel because God comes down and confounds their languages, but he says, you know, if I don't do this, anything that they're that they're going to set their mind to, they're going to most likely be able to accomplish. I mean, obviously, with the limitations of the Lord. But this is where, what they were, I mean, Tower of Babel wasn't just about building some tower. There was a whole lot more going on with that. And then it was just some building some tower under the heavens. <clears throat> they're going to try to become as gods. Going back to Jennifer's comments, well, that's funny because the last time I checked, uh, Corinthians 15.55, death lost its sting in victory because of what Christ did on the cross for believers. And then I added, not because man figured out some way to get around death by fusing us with computers or downloading our consciousness into AI or some virtual world. See, they can plan and plot all they want. It doesn't mean God's going to let them end up doing it. Or they're going to figure out a way to even do it. They're just going to try to cheat death. Deep down they know they're going to hell, I believe that. I believe the people at the top are, are you know, <clears throat> maybe they don't, but some of them do. So, if you knew you were destined for hell, or if you knew there was a good chance of you going there, I mean, Satan may have you deluded into believing that they're going to storm the gates of heaven and take over heaven, if you want to buy into that garbage. But, deep down, they got to know. <laughs> They'd like to have some, uh, maybe, uh, alternate plan, you know? Some kind of other backdoor, you know, in ca- just in case Satan's plan doesn't work out, maybe I can download my consciousness into a virtual world or an AI and uh, live happily ever after there. The article goes on to say, 
For example, it's well known that one cause of the physical degeneration associated with aging involves the telomere, which are segments of DNA found at the ends of chromosomes. Every time a cell divides, its telomeres get shorter, and once the cell runs out, and once a cell runs out of telomeres, it can't reproduce anymore, and it dies. I believe each telomere, on the average human, can reproduce 52 times, can divide 52 times. So, one of the things any aging proponents will try to do is try to increase the length of the telomere so that it can divide more, so that basically what that does is greatly slow down the aging process, in a nutshell. There's a lot of supplements on the market that they're finding out can actually accomplish these things. Now, I don't mean to say in any way, shape, or form that these supplements are evil. I think a lot of new agers are at the forefront of this movement. And I think that, yes, you can take cursed things into your body. I mean, you know, you don't want to eat an herb if it's been blessed by some Shaolin monk or something. But, I mean, the herbs in and of themselves the Lord put here. Okay, not to say all things are good as far as herbs, like, you know, good old marijuana and opium and things like this. We don't want to be, you know, doing mind-altering things. But I'm talking about herbs that have a therapeutic purpose. The problem is, is the New Age movement and has pretty much almost taken over that. And a lot of Christians shy away, and it's understandable, because there's so much garbage you have to weed through in order to find out things, and you don't want to get sucked into the new new age while you're trying to find out about this or that. But anyway, but there is an enzyme called telomerase that reverses this process. In other words, where the telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's actually one of the reasons why cancer cells can live so long, unfortunately. So why not treat regular non-cancerous cells, non-cancerous, with telomerase? In other words, cancer cells um, are living longer because they have this telomerase. This is a bad way to use telomerase, okay? They're saying, why not you treat non-cancerous cells with telomerase? In November, researchers at Harvard Medical School announced in Nature, the magazine, I believe, publication Nature, that they have done just that. They administered telomerase to a group of mice suffering from age-related degeneration. The damage went away. The mice didn't just get better, they got younger. Now, one of the main, another main thing that, that Satan is going to offer, and I believe when these ascended masters and, you know, the big UFO debut takes place, not only are going to people be in shock and awe, and probably on the heels of some cataclysmic event that supposedly they were rescued from by these devils, these wolves in sheep's clothing, But they're also going to offer a lot of really neat technology, like most likely free energy, just like on V. It's exactly what they're doing on V. Yes, we come here in peace, and we're going to give you free technology, and you can come to our clinics, and we'll heal you. We've got a cure for cancer. In fact, we've got a cure for just about everything. And, you know, you have to sell, sell your soul to get it, ultimately. But yeah, we'll be your buddies. And if they can show you and let's say they can do it in a radical way. Let's say they can bring some person who's like in their 80s. Okay? And then all of a sudden they go on the mothership and then they bring them back in an hour and they look like they're 20. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. Okay? And it might be sleight of hand. It might be a total lie. That might not even be the same person. But if they could pull something off like that, do you know how many people are going to sign up for, you know, Sign up for that 
It doesn't matter if they lose their soul. They're, they're not going to think they're... In fact, they're going to think they're going to become as gods. But do you know how many people are going to fall hook, line, and sinker just just from that standpoint? If they feel like, well, hey, I, you know, I got a bad heart, I got this, I got that, or I got cancer, I can live... You know, I do what they say, I can basically live forever. A lot of people are going to go just for that. And this is a very common theme in a lot of these different um, <clears throat> scenarios that I've seen, both in Hollywood, publications, channelings, you know, you name it. They've got all this advanced technology. They're going to bestow on humanity. But for a price, for a price, it'll only cost you your soul. You only have to rot in hell for eternity and then be cast in the lake of fire. I mean, I don't mean to say that in a flippant way, but that's that's ultimately what it's going to boil down to. So I say, you know, never ever consider taking the mark of the beast. You know, ever. You endure to the end. So, going further, she says, huge side note, I, I remember that show called The Event, that the alien race ex- aged extremely slow. Yes, it's true. This is another show that's been on, and I, I probably do for their second season now. But it's this alien race that was, this was a big thing on NBC. And they came to the planet, and they essentially... Um, have been here for a long time. They crashed on our planet accidentally, and they've been living here among us for a long time. Some of them have been in this prison in Alaska. Some of them have been out about doing their thing, building this little monetary empire so that they can gain enough materials, and I believe uranium, to get back to their home planet. And, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but they have all this advanced technology, and they they do age extremely slowly. I mean, 50 years can go by and you can't tell a difference with them at all. So, um, anyway, she goes on to say, the show, the event, and the alien race aged extremely slowly. And the one very rich, powerful man is interested in creating something that stops his aging. The aliens have been on Earth for a very long time and many of them had had children with human women without the women knowing the husband was an alien. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, so continuing further, uh, and this old man was kidnapping these hybrid children to study their DNA, uh, to try to create a drug that would reverse aging. Yeah, they were creating, they were, I guess, kidnapping the hybrid children, studying their DNA, and then they were trying to, they were giving them, uh, in the process, it made, uh, like, they had kidnapped all these little girls, and and the little girls looked like they were, like, you know, 50 or 60 in the face. It was really creepy. Really creepy. Anyway, um... That was, you know, that's one of the themes of the show, in other words. Kurtzwell takes life extension very seriously. He inherited his father's genetic predisposition predisposition for heart disease, and at the age of 35, he developed type 2 diabetes. He has, quote, published two books on his own approach to life extension, which involves taking up to 200 pills um, and supplements a day. He says his diabetes is essentially cured, and though he's 62 years old, from a chronological perspective, he estimates that his biological age is about 20 years or younger. And I'm telling you, they've got some advances right now that you can really turn back the clock. It's expensive stuff, though, most of it. You know, and you really have to do your homework, and it's very, very hard to stay away from the new age aspect of it. But, you know, that I... You know, I would believe that that that, that may be the case. What he says there, 
for Kurtzwill, it's not so much about staying healthy as long as it's possible. It's about staying alive until the singularity occurs. Ah, when we merge man and machine. He just wants to be around for the big event. You know? Get my consciousness downloaded into a computer. Hope it don't get a virus on it. And eat me up in there. You know what I mean? But uh, he's waiting for the singularity. He just wants to be around for it. Alternatively, alternatively, by then we'll be able to transfer our minds to sturdier vessels, such as computers or robots. He and many other singularitarians take seriously the, the <coughs> proposition that many people who are alive today will wind up being functionally immortal. More lies from the pit of hell. Hebrews 9.27, as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. See, the only way we're going to get saved is through the Lord Jesus Christ, not through some singularity or merging man and machine. It's total lies and garbage. It's just satanic propaganda. Kurtzwell states there are people who can accept computers being more intelligent than people, but the idea of significant changes to human longevity, that seems to be particularly controversial. People invested a lot of personal effort into certain philosophies dealing with the issues of life and death. I mean, that's the major reason we have religion. So he's basically throwing all religions together, which they love to do. And basically saying, well, a lot of people have a lot of effort invested in their philosophies dealing with life and death. And it's usually based on whatever religion that they follow. Well, that, that is true. <clears throat> but see, what he's saying is going to shatter all the paradigms of all religions, including Bible-believing Christianity. And they're going to transcend that. They're going to transcend all that. And they're going to be gods. <clears throat> it's not going to happen. But they are are so delusional and so deluded and I really believe so fearful probably deep down of hell something inside them has got to be telling them that you know they're going in the wrong direction I mean I, I, obviously they, they don't really have much of a moral compass anymore but I really believe this this desperation this is to me this is desperate I mean doesn't this kind of seem like a desperate act by these people? We're going to merge man and machine, and we're going to, you know, how, they're just kidding themselves. You, you would bet your soul, you would bet your, your eternal soul on this garbage? I'm going to hook myself up to a MacBook, and I'm going to be, you know, living Mr. Mac, uh, Mac you know, the rest of my life. So, you know, it's just not going to, it's not going to happen. So, going further, um, Jennifer says, Well, as for me, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am not bond, but I am free. If anything, this Mr. Kurtzwell's religion, and it's built on fear of the unknown, is built on the fear of the unknown and what he cannot explain. Yeah, it is. It's pathetic, really, is what it is. And they act like it's so noble. We're going to go to the next stage in our evolutionary process, boldly going into the age of Aquarius. They're going to boldly step into hell as soon as they die is what's going to happen. And they're going to realize their whole lives have been a total lie from the pit of hell. And all they've done is deceive other people. And they themselves are deceived. And that's what the Bible says. 
Evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. See, they're going to be deceived and they're going to deceive others. These are just deceivers. Which is the earmark of the day and times we're, we're moving into, unfortunately. The article continues, even if you grant that the singularity is plausible, you're still staring at a thicket of unanswerable questions. If I can scan my consciousness into a computer, am I still me? I would say not. What are the geopolitics and the socioeconomics of the singularity? <clears throat> who decides? Who gets to be immortal? As we are probably the one with the most money, anyway, uh, or, the, or the right bloodline, uh, the Illuminati would say. And as we approach Im- immortality uh, and omnipotence, will our lives still have meaning? I don't know, it'd be kind of hard to be in a computer and still have a lot of meaning. You know, I mean, I guess you live in some virtual world. It's it's a lie, but I'm just saying, if you think about it. Uh, By beating death, will we have lost our essential humanity? We won't beat death. I do not believe God will let that happen. The only way you're going to beat death is through salvation, through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. There's no other way out. None. They can try, they can kick and scream all they want. They're still going to go to hell when it's all said and done. they do admit risk. One of the goals of Singularity Institute is to make sure not just that AI develops, but that AI is also friendly. Which is a very common theme if you see these sci-fi shows. AI always turns unfriendly, doesn't it? AI always, in the artificial intelligence, always gets to a point where it says, hey, what's in it for me? I'm just serving this stupid human. What's in it for me? And then they turn, you know, mean. In Kurzweil's future, biotechnology and nanotechnology give us the power to manipulate our bodies and the world around us at will, at the molecular level. Progress hyper-accelerates, and every hour brings a century worth of scientific breakthroughs. <clears throat> every hour. I mean, this is the exponential increase. Every hour brings uh, a century's worth of scientific breakthroughs. We ditch Darwin and take charge of our own evolution. It's all based on evolution. The human genome becomes just so much code as to be bug tested and optimized and if necessary rewritten. In other words, God, the way God made us, we, we, you know, they won't even acknowledge there is a God, but they would say, no, 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 no. It's just code. We're going to bug test it. We're going to optimize our DNA, our genetics, and if necessary, we'll rewrite it. Indefinite life extension becomes reality. People die only if they choose to. Don't they wish it was that simple and that easy? But it's not. Death loses its sting once and for all. Now, again, see the biblical reference here? This blasphemous devil, Kurzweil? Kurzweil then hopes to bring his dead father back to life. Yeah, good luck with that. And if you're able to bring him back, whatever you bring back ain't your dad. Let me tell you that right now. Romans 1.18, I, I thought of these verses as I was reading this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold truth in unrighteousness. This reminds me of this Kurtzwell guy. Now he's really holding lies in unrighteousness in this case. Because that, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his external power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. In other words, look up into the sky. Look at the sun. Look at the stars. Look at how there's just the right composition of atmosphere on our our earth for us to breathe. Look at how the, you know, the earth is just tilted in the right way that we have, you know, the seasons and the tides and all, and the moon being there, how it influences tide patterns and how all these things have to work in concert for us to have life on earth, for us to grow plants, for us to, you know, harvest things, for us to be able to eat in in the water here, in the air, and, and then our bodies. I mean, unbelievable. The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They're clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. So that they're without excuse. They're without excuse. These people. Like Kurtzwell, particularly. But not just him. Any, anyone, essentially. Next verse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. These people aren't thankful for anything. The only thing they're thankful for is whatever technology they think that they can figure out and discover. They're full of pride, and pride blinds you. They can't see. They're blinded. And Satan blinds them. And their pride blinds them, just like it blinded Satan when he fell. I mean, he was so delusional, he thought he was going to take over heaven. That's what pride does to you, blinds you. You can't see the truth anymore. So they were, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. This is a perfect example of these transhumanists. I mean, I think they would be at the spear tip of this, of, of a description of this verse. They would be like the poster children for these verses, in other words. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's all they are in God's eyes. They're fools. And Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. So, Jennifer says, What blasphemy, I find it funny that these people don't even believe in Christ, yet they'll quote him. Yet this is the same carrot that Satan dangled in front of Eve. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Amen. Going back to the um, article, it says, the more you read about singularity, the more you start to see it peeking out at you, coyly, from unexpected directions. Five years ago, we didn't have 60 million humans carrying out their social lives over a single electronic network. Now, we have Facebook. Isn't it funny how a lot of this stuff seems to be getting tied all together? How much have we talked about Facebook today? And I didn't start out with a intending to do a teaching on Facebook, but it just seems to be coming up over and over again. <clears throat> See how important it is? Well, think about it. The Borg, half human, half machine, they live on those those square ships. I don't, those ships just don't look aerodynamic to me. Well, of course, they're in space, they're in a vacuum, so I guess they don't have to be. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, they get in their little square ship and they all hook themselves up to their interfaces, which reminds me of the cover of Time magazine, where they plug themselves in to the hive mind consciousness. And what what is what is the reference here? What is what is the subtle reference here? Since five years ago, we didn't have sixty million humans carrying out their social lives over a single electronic network. Now we have Facebook. Is Facebook conditioning us toward this hive mind mentality? 
I mean, a lot of people, you know, then you have Twitter and MySpace, and, oh, okay, I'm going out for coffee. Okay, I'm at the coffee shop. Uh, I'm pouring cream in my coffee. Um, yeah, just spill the cream. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't have time for any of this stuff. I'm really, I, I barely have time for this to keep up with all the responsibilities of this ministry, much less that. Now, I'm not coming down on somebody if they're doing that. I'm just saying, personally, I don't have time for it. But it's this, I really believe they're trying to move us toward this hive mind mentality. And this guy's confirming that. Five years ago, you didn't see people double-checking what they were saying and where they were going, even as they were saying it and going there, using handheld network-enabled digital prosthetics. Um, now we have iPhones. It is an unimaginable step. Is it, is it an unimaginable step to, to take iPhones out of our hands and put them into our skulls? This is what they're asking. No, it's not. It's the next step. It's interfacing man and machine. It is a gigantic part of transhumanism. It is a gigantic part of supposedly humanity becoming as a, as a god. And then, then take it even further and now start messing with, messing with our DNA. Which is what Lady Gaga said. We have to birth a new race with new DNA that supposedly can't hate. I mean, Lady Gaga looks so dead if you look at her, she these interviews, she has a real nasally voice. She just looks so, like, just dead inside. She's just like her father, the devil. She's dead inside. There's nothing there. And she's talking about having a DNA where we can't hate, please. Like, she doesn't hate. I guarantee you she hates every Christian she'd come across. You know, like, you know, they're above that. They're above hating. You're going to have all of this interfacing together. DNA manipulation, human-animal hybrids, chimeras, and then the immersion of man and machine. How much more could you defile humanity? They're already doing it with the, with the animals, with the, with, the, with the crops, the GMO crops, genetically modified organisms. But Satan really wants to do it to humanity. Because, see, we're created in God's image. And the more he can defile us and get us away from that image, the better it makes him feel. Because misery loves company. And he knows ultimately he's going to the lake of fire. And he wants to take as many people as he can with him. That's what this whole thing's about. So he'll tell you whatever you want to hear in order to get you to that point. <clears throat> so, they're saying, you know, take the iPhones out of our hands, put them in our skulls. Your average cell phone is about a millionth of the size of a millionth the and the millionth of price, and a thousand times more powerful than the computer Kurzweil had at MIT 40 years ago. How accurate that statement is, I don't know, but he's saying the, the cell phones we have now are, you know, infinitely more than anything they had at MIT 40 years ago. Flip that forward now 40 years, and what does that world look like? True. True. If the Lord let it continue... But I just believe, like the Tower of Babel, he's going to put limitations on that. He's not, it's not going to be the exact same scenario as the Tower of Babel, okay? but <clears throat> they're going to try to get back to that. Okay, so in conclusion of this article, Jennifer says, Well, I'm glad that I know Christ, and I'm so glad that he's preparing a place for those who believe and confess him. I don't have to worry about death and don't need to try to live forever. I know that I'm going to occupy while I'm here until he comes, and then I'm going to live with him forever. First <clears throat> uh, Corinthians 2.9 But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 
Amen. All of what these scientists can imagine can't even begin to compare to what the Lord is preparing for those who love Him and that seek His ways and not their own. One thing I've been noticing with all these things that's going on in the world, Satan does the opposite of what God does. There is one way to the kingdom of heaven, but there are many uh, to the kingdom of darkness. Absolutely. That's why the Bible says, broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go there. Narrow is the way to life eternal, and few there be... Excuse me, few there be that find it. So, broad is the way. I mean, you got thousands of different uh, paths or flavors. It's all the broad way, but thousands of different ways uh, people are going about on the broad way. Going further, uh, he has so many flavors of heresy, blasphemy, and deceit, Satan. that way he can fool as many people that don't believe in Christ, in Christ alone. I thank God through, though, that Christ already has the victory, and that we have the victory in him. Amen. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end part three there, and we'll finish up with part four.